The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Eleanor, we know, is the greatest female comic in oh. in, in the entire business right now. Thank there you. isn't one girl True. that I've watched, and I watch them all, and they're decent, you know, fucking uh, Sarah Silver oh, no. good. Um, there's no uh, Schumacher, whatever no, Schumer. the fuck the name is. <laughs> Schumacher. Uh, um, Love Schumacher. Uh, who else is out there right now, girl-wise? <laughs> Is Chelsea's really good. Oh, Natasha Leggero. Natasha Leggero, your co-star. Really good, but that is not one girl. That bitch shine her fucking asshole cheeks. Okay. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird that's way to put it. But. Let me tell you, Brody, Eleanor has been opening for me for about seven years. Yes. To, to go up against those crowds and to get great in front of those, who's going to top that? Yeah. It's hard for me to follow this fucking imbecile now. What? <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you're talking about, Andrew. When we did, it's uh, got good when energy. We, when we did Newport Beach, the Lido Lounge. Yes, remember when Brody opened for you in the it's Newport an Beach? Yes. Well, we we don't really talk. That was sort of a massacre, but he, he wasn't given a fair shot only because. Everybody was so fucking drunk yeah. and excited to see, you know, probably, you know, one of the top three, four greatest comics ever in history. Who's that? The crowd gets a little rowdy. Oh. <laughs> they were rowdy. Were you down there, Eleanor, that night? No, remember, I was in Philadelphia. Okay. Who's the other, who's, who else is in the top three, four? Yeah, who else is the top three great comics of all time? Well, I didn't even say who this one was. Oh, who is the one you were referring to? Now I'm not even going to tell you. Please tell us. No, I'm not even going to tell Don't you. Don't make Everybody, us beg. Look, look when, when I'm on stage, do you think I don't know how unreal I am? Come on. <laughs> Eleanor, you see me do show after show. I did the Tonight Show, stoned out of my mind. That's and, and true. Just he just it. did. That's what I heard. Killed you know, it. was a good when, set. When a producer is... Is, is texting you 10 minutes later you murdered it <gasps> you know you did good god that's a nice feeling right you know what I mean? but i wasn't gonna go out there straight you gotta be an asshole to walk out there straight are you high now yeah of course proud of you interviewing brody You're, okay immediately brody's just i can't yeah. breathe down here we're gonna have to it is a bit dank but yeah. i can see him being hypersensitive uh, to it and he's it's holy covered like yeah. that like is it is East. this where you do it <laughs> this looks like a bunker <laughs> yeah. yes. is this a panic room <laughs> i it, i don't feel safe in here brody calm down i mean we literally finally... i'm an athlete eleanor <laughs> i can't be in this environment i can't breathe these chemicals in i get ped tested they'll find out he goes he was saying he was an athlete of course yep. and yeah i go brody are you playing with a high school high school team because it was yes, all over the internet against them and it's he, a charity event it was a charity event. he's 30 yeah I, like, I asked him too on saturday i saw him and i was like hey you know if he was what? cat williamsing i don't know what he goes did you see me pitch and i go I, I saw a video that you put posted of pitching yeah but that was you pitching i go those were high school students he goes that's right we it was a charity game yeah i'm like well the ball seemed to be moving pretty well I struck them all out. <laughs> Easy pickings. I go, yeah, you're double their age. You're, fo- you're your AARP card. I know, Almost. 
I know we're supposed to like do a professional podcast, but can you tell the story about Brody pitching on the roof? Oh, the roof of the palm. Oh, the roof of the palms. (laughs) Brody was doing the best damn sports show, the warm up for them. Right. Over 1,000 warm ups. Sure. Wow. Under my belt, just at that place. (laughs) And so they took the show on the road to the palms for the week. They would do like at poolside. So they took the whole crew. It was like when Kimmel takes his crew. So I was there doing the Riviera that week. You know that that gig that yeah. you used to I didn't set us get up you with. That. Yeah. Okay. Good. But <laughs> the Riviera, <laughs> like you were there all week. So I was like, I would go during the day to go hang out with Brody because there was something to do during sure. the day. Yeah. So I went with one time. Bring your glove. I go. Okay. Denny Nagel's here. He's the guest. He's guest hosting this week. Just had Tommy John surgery. Coming back wants Danny to throw Nagel. with me. To- easily top. 850 pitchers of all time. I know. Easily. <laughs> this is big. So he goes, bring your glove. After the show, we go to the roof of the palms, and we long toss. I go, I'm there, Brody. Let's do it. I go. We do. The, he does the whole thing. I'm watching him do the whole thing. And then at the end of the thing, he goes, all right, let's go. Get your glove. I go, all right. He goes, give him 15 minutes to decompress. Then we'll be up on the roof. So we go up to the roof. It's in the middle of July. Brody and I are waiting up there on the roof. It's like 105 degrees. We're practicing tossing. One toss of mine goes like he had to move a little bit. That's get it out of your system. <laughs> this is a professional major leaguer. It's yeah. chest to chest. Chest to chest. Don't start this BS. <laughs> I'm seven parking spots from you. It's gonna get way longer than that. This man's coming off of an injury. He needs professionalism. Don't F with him. Don't Five F. minutes later, Denny Nagle comes up. We start tossing. <laughs> Brody, it's Brody and I on one end, Denny Nagle on the other. We're talking a little bit, chatting up. I was He played it for the Yankees already at that point. So, we right. that. so we're getting further and further apart. And just, I'm telling you, I, I did really well. Like, not professional well, but like better than anyone else yeah. that you're going to just Probably throw up on the roof of a parking lot. Yeah, comedian. And one, I bounced at Denny Nagle. He had, it went like under his glove. He had to go like five... This is what I was talking about. <laughs> He's under a car now. <laughs> the man crawled under a car. Why would you do that to a professional, Steve? Yeah, Steve. And it like cha- <laughs> like we closed up the gap after that. It wasn't like uh, let's get lunch after. It was like, all right, I'm going to my room. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> was all right, I guess angry? we broke up today. Brody. Over. Like, yeah. <laughs> Done. He really is sensitive. It's so that was the same trip that we went to the Eric Dickerson birthday party. Oh, yeah. Steve he, got yeah. me an autographed favorite. picture your of favorite. Eric, Dickerson. Yeah, for Eric Dickerson. Yeah. I don't know why I know he's your favorite, but I know he's I your favorite. you. That's my boy. Right um, yeah. I, I got a phone call today uh, okay. while I was at the grocery store from Mr. Stevens, and uh, he, he said he had a lot of fun, and then there was a long pause. I mean, I've done a lot of podcasts. Uh, there's certain th- Well, you know what? We'll talk. You could tell there was definitely he felt a lack of professionalism on our part. Is it because we took a phone call? I think in the it's because we of took it? a phone, phone call, call in the and then had Dice do some of the interview from the phone call. <laughs> let, no, let me talk to him, bro. Yeah. You could play like, for the Dodgers. Yeah, you're I, that good. I'm a pitcher. That was I, his I'm response. a pitcher who happens to be funny. He said, "If you if if they wanted you to hit, yeah, you That's know, right. you would hit, right? I, That's I'm, not I'm what a I pitcher. do. Yeah, That's not in my wheelhouse." If you the want Dodgers... a ball to move from 12 to 6? 
Call me. Arguing with dice who knows nothing about baseball. Yeah. Or any sport for real. And but just, just that he would yeah. deny if the Dodgers asked him to hit, he wouldn't. He would say no because he's a pitcher. I asked him. I said, "Hey, is this a wooden bat league? Because they have these over forty wooden bat leagues." I was like, "I'd like yeah. to play in one of those." I'm like, "I'd be like the Mike Trout. I'm 39, but yeah. no one's really going to ask. I'll right play there." That, this, that's not what this is about. <laughs> these are perfect. Like, we, uh, there's an alumni association from baseball from the Valley that's kept in touch. Like they're like oh. the superheroes of the Valley baseball yeah. system. Yeah. That you, you don't know, Voltron around. that they get together to play these high school teams. They're just incredible, and they could literally annihilate these amateurs like yourself. He, yeah, he's priding it and puts it up on his, and then periscopes it. I love it. The, the Prince Periscope. of Periscope. He is the Prince of Periscope. When I asked him what it, where they could find him online, it's the first thing he said. It's on nice the Prince when you of turn Periscope. The corner at the comedy store, and you're like, "Hey, Brody," and he's like, "That's right, hey to me and everyone else." You're like, "All right, we have no more. There's no <laughs> more getting no into more a conversation with you. We, we're already launched into or a worldwide. We are live. Or there yeah. is, and you just have to do it online. Like, yeah, we were work in the Viper Room a couple weeks ago, me and Brody, and then we had Steel Rebel close it out. Dice's Kids, the mm-hmm. band, and of course, Andrew came to see the kids and he watched a little bit of Brody because Brody was right before them. So he was went to say hi to Brody and Brody's got the periscope in his face. Brody, get turn it, it, knock off. it off. It's turn not it off. funny. Yeah, just yelling the whole time and you hear it oh, on Brody. Dice, yeah. I'm the Prince of Periscope. What? What do you, this is say hello. And you, I'm like, you want to speak to me? What's up, guys? What? <laughs> yeah, it's Rick Ingram. And then yep. so immediately I can read on there. Who the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Is there ever like a part of your act where you go up and you're like, God, I, I can't say these words anymore? Uh, no, I... I, uh... I mean, I know you write a lot and you change, but I'm saying like, especially in those nine o'clock spots or those where you have to do those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of those course. Yeah, my joke, opening... Like, not old, but you know what I mean. Oh, like, my God. My opening like, joke is 15 years old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Calhoun, Georgia. You probably heard of it. We have a Nike outlet. I've been saying that for 13 years. <laughs> we have a Nike outlet. That's Do my, they still have the Nike? But outfit? it works. Like that's yeah. why it's like hard to like not like I know. Okay, I'm doing this opening you know spot. What, what, I right. gotta go boom, 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 and I have to let nobody knows who I am. So it's so important to let people know who you are. That way, the rest of my jokes work. Like I can't just come out being angry about dating because oh, then immediately people are like, "Well, you don't look bitch. like you have a problem yeah. dating," you know. Yeah. And but then if I explain that I'm from the south and I'm single and like the pressure is there, then all of a sudden they like are endearing. It's they like get okay, on, now we feel get sorry on board. for you. Your character yeah. has already been uh, established in their yeah. mind. It's really important to do that, and you know, I, I have to, we have to do that until we become Not a famous. You know, person. Jim Gaffigan, and yeah. the people know our kids' names, and you don't have to explain that you have five kids anymore. They already know. Wow. It. Yeah. You yeah. know that was what that was what I always. I mean, I used to tell Dane Cook that all the time. I'm like, you got to quit talking about grilled cheese sandwiches. You got to <laughs> talk about your family and personal shit because if you don't. People are just gonna forget you. Like that's not something they can hang on to. With Gaffigan, it's like they know his family. Yeah, they yeah. feel like they're part of it. They don't just. That's what brings them back and can, lets them keep buying tickets. Right. Yeah. He, they he's feel the funny like guy part- they work with. That right. They know yeah. everything about their family. Yeah. That type of thing. When you tell people personal stuff about yourself, they they feel they like feel they're more connected. Yeah. They feel connected because they, they no but they also feel connected because they have gone through something similar. Exactly. Not yeah. They relate to it. They relate yeah, to of it. course. So and I mean, I hope nobody ever finds out the names of my five kids. Uh Really? I lost them You'll in the belly know. room. <laughs> <laughs> 
how did you get into the comics? Or what was your showcase for Mitzi where she started to like you? Yeah, that's a great. That's oh, is that one your our, question? Who's that, that was the question. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought he would have said something. I was up doing something. the Don Barris uh, Ding Dong Show. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a flyer that included your name and Ari Shafir's name as well. And Whoa. she was in the back. And I was up there and performing, and uh, oh, I think it was maybe it wasn't maybe it was uh, the Westwood Comedy. No, 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 that wasn't no. even open when you came. Yeah. She was there one night when I was there. Yeah, In Westwood. You were, absolutely, he was there. But where you really because she didn't still didn't know who you were because what you did is you went up on stage. I called someone's name who wasn't there. I was emceeing at the time. Yeah, the guy wasn't there. It was Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> okay. And he wasn't there. And so he claimed to be Jamie Kennedy. So I went up and I called Jamie Kennedy's name. I knew he wasn't there. And this fucking guy shuts the microphone <laughs> off me. Don Barris to, did? Yeah. He shut the fucking eyes. I said, who gives a fuck? Who, okay. What matter does it mean? All, what, what, what matter does it make? What matter does it mean? You you lived at Crest Hill, oh, yes. as well, right? Yeah. I, I read some some article. I can't. Maybe Argus Crest Hill posted. Magazine? Yes. <laughs> I read an article in Crest Hill Magazine. <laughs> the no, best of times. It was times. the uh, it was a guy on Facebook, and he wrote it. I can't it think of his be. name, but, but he used to hang with the little guy that was in the chair. Uh, Doug and Dave. Yeah, Dave I think Learman? so. Yeah, Dave. That's it. Dave. Lemmer. How do you say Learman? it? Learman. Learman. Mm-hmm. Dave wrote it. It could be. Yeah. And it had a, a story about uh, you were living there, and Sam was sleeping there for free, and he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And Dice narked you guys out, quarters. and uh, he told on you guys or something. Well, you were I very just angry. Got married. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had just gotten married, and there was a rule that you had to be single up there. But Dice had his girlfriend or wife. Yeah, that, that, that he wouldn't let live there. By the way. They were married. Now that's the connection. A, she would walk down and whisper, hey, I'm going to go back to the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to the apartment. Yeah. Jackasses. But, you know, uh, it was a place I had, I think I paid a hundred and... It was a beautiful place, yeah. dollars uh, a month out of the 400 you made here. So she would just take it out of your check. Okay. And I had the library, which is a good-sized room with two sliding doors that shuts it off. Oh, the, yeah. From the living room and the hall and the fireplace. Nice. So I got married, and then I moved. I think I was there two or three weeks, but we kept having parties because we just got back from being married. Right. So we had the parties where Robin showed up up there, and right prior we had those coke nights where we'd sit around that giant table and do blow and and listen and tell stories all night long. Excuse me. And um, I think I've heard some of these. Dice from- got mad because uh, he was, you know, he was. I don't know if he was more focused, but it was he wasn't loud. partying. Was, yeah, yeah, it was just loud. Uh, but because we thought everybody was involved, but he wasn't. So anyway, he he told on me. He told he told Mitzi. So I got called down one day. I heard you got married. So listen, I'm sorry, but you can't stay here. You just you that can't sucks. Stay here. I go. Well, I have nowhere to go. She goes. That's not my problem. Yeah, she was always straightforward. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I went back up the hill, and Sam was coming down the hill, and he goes, "What was that about?" And I said. Fuck you. Fuck fuck everybody. Fuck. And he goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. And he was like a big brother to me. Goes, What's going on? And I go, Dice. I'm killing Dice. I'm walking up there. Yes. Fucking killing <laughs> yeah. He Perfect. just cost me. I haven't been married two weeks. And now me and my wife have no place to live. I'm going to kill him. And I kept going and Sam pulled me down and <laughs> knock it off. Uh, you know, this is, you got to think the big picture here. I'll make some phone calls. I'll try to find you a place to stay. I'll deal with Dice. 
you don't deal with it. Because if you do it, you because I'm one of those guys. I, I have zero or I have a hundred percent. Right. I'm not that. I wasn't. No I didn't raise fighting growing up. Yeah. You know, I'm always the nice guy until you push me so far that I stick a pair of scissors in your throat. That's the two right. extremes. I like this. It's, yeah. it's going to go from here to there really yeah. fast. A man yeah. of passion. That's Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't I don't know that middle ground. Sam was an older guy, more experienced, knew the middle ground. Went and had right. a chalk. Well, I found out later he said, you know, if I ever make it before you do or when I make it, I'm going to, you know, Dice wasn't anybody yet either. It was just friends. Uh, but he came across like a, st- a stick in the mud back then. Right. Uh, Especially you're all having fun and yeah, he's the guy that trying to end it. Feud, uh, which I felt ba- bad about years later when it didn't mean anything to me. And I had survived those times. Yeah. And I had ran into Dice a thousand times. And you got to remember, I idolized him when I first moved here. I think he was very talented. He was the best impressionist I'd ever seen. And this is yeah. before he turned into Andrew. I mean, yeah, dice. before he was the dice, dice man. Yeah. I gave him his first leather jacket that had dice on its elbows. Wow. Because uh, he had turned into the dice character. And I loved the character. And it was at Westwood. So, yeah. you know, it, this was after all that. But Sam wouldn't let it go. And so it was constantly this feud that, you know, he was, Sam was jealous of his success and the size of the success that he was having. And I didn't know that Sam had those kind of issues right? as a friend in my life, you know, so you live and learn. But after Sam died, it was uh, ran into dice and he walked up and just said like some of the nicest things. And this is the part that audiences don't know about the human yeah. side of people. Right. He said, he, he said such nice things that he dropped me. It just made me yeah. realize I didn't know him. And because I saw the father side of him and I saw how he talked to his kids. I saw how his mm-hmm. compassion for my horrible pain at that yep. particular time was. I saw that he had an, an open heart to it and understood it. Yeah. Very big and heart. Andrew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, it threw me. I realized how much we had grown as men and right. people. And uh, right. we've been friends ever since. They asked me to do their, to host their show in the main room. They, Kathy came up to me and was like, Hey, I saw you on stage. You're funny. We want you to come host our show this week. You sound like Fozzie Bear. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like Grover in my mind. <laughs> it does sound like Grover. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. I'm going to be up here anyway. So I came up here, and uh, I opened the show, and I did like five minutes up top. And I walked backstage, and there were, Kathy and Vargas were both waiting for me right behind the curtain. They were like, we don't like people talking to the crowd. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so if you just you know not talk to the crowd and just tell jokes, I'm like, that, that's what, that's I, do. what I do. That's yeah, like that's you asked me. that's my thing. And then I went back out there and I just did crowd work. I just ignored what they said. Yeah, what are they gonna do? Like beat so you up, fire. I, I came backstage and she goes, uh, she goes, I don't understand. Why are you talking to the crowd still? I go, that that is literally what I'm known for. She goes, I've seen you on stage. You do all that dancing. And I was like, dancing. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> You're like, do you need to lie down? Yeah, like a dancing. Like I'm just up there, just doing disco moves, and then Is your he's like, out? Yeah, I was so confused. That's like the quintessential middle-aged female comic opener. Like I'm just gonna do funny dance moves. Yeah. Hey, am I drunk at a wedding? <laughs> uh, so then Vargas said, uh, your "Dance moves." And just hearing her say that, like, so sure that that's <laughs> that's what I that's what I represent is the dancing comedian. <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't know what, where you I'm think you saw me. I want to know who she thought I was. Yeah, you don't know? I have no, no it's idea. It's based on like a nightmare oh, she had. It's not based on a person. Yeah. It's, and, uh, I've seen you dance. So then I went, I went out to the, the 
third time, and I made fun of the comic. Whoever it was just bombed so bad. <laughs> and when, so I, mean. when I host, I have That's a firm belief. That's how it belief, goes. That's yeah. how they always did it. My yeah. firm belief is you're speaking for the crowd. So if someone just goes out like there the and bombs for eight minutes, and you go out there and you're like, weren't they great? Then the crowd's like, fuck this liar. Right. Yeah. So right. it's just like, man, I don't know if you guys were friends with that comic, but if not, pretty terrible, huh? <laughs> And so the crowd laughed. Yeah. And then you got to get them back up. Yeah. Even and they his laughed. Were like, oh, I brought him. back. I brought up the next comic. And I walked backstage. And he was, Vargas was like, "Man, that's so unprofessional that you're doing that. We got big time agents and producers in yes. the crowd. You're making our show look bad. We're paying you in pizza." And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck that." And then he was like, I, "I don't think we can let you host the rest of the night." I was like, "All right, cool." So I just walked away. Mid mid show. Mid show. Got, so uh-uh, then Vargas goes hilarious. out after the next comment. He's like, yeah, we had to replace the host because he wasn't being positive. <laughs> he wasn't being positive. And so then I go back uh, into Before the kitchen and I see Steve Simone and I start, I'm like, he's like, what happened? I'm like, well, Kathy told me, yeah, I've seen you before. You do all that dancing. <laughs> and Steve Simone starts laughing and some comic from her show just went straight back and was like, uh, that host that you guys fired is making fun of you now in the, in the kitchen. Fucking rad. So she tried to come and- She tried to silence you. She tried to come yell at me and, uh, like right at the back door and was like, I heard you was talking shit. And you just see Steve Simone booking it away like, oh God. I'm like, I gotta get to church. I, go, I don't know what you think I am or what I do, but talking shit is literally who I am. So. Yeah. You just need to accept that I'm going to talk to the crowd. I'm going to talk shit. And if you're paying me in pizza, I'm not going to give a fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not at all what I remembered. <laughs> all right. I don't know what to tell you, lady. <laughs> oh and then they didn't like speak to me for years. Now when I see Vargas, we're fine. Can you no really, issues. He probably but, doesn't remember. Yeah, probably not. Tonight, can <laughs> not you dance your whole Dude, set? I'm going to do 15 killer. of just dancing. <laughs> just... Sebastian Maniscalco showcase. Yeah. It was one of the worst showcases I've ever seen here. Yeah, in is that right? I'm not kidding. Like they were throwing shit on the stage at him. Wow. And he, he was, was fresh from comedy class at yeah. Sandy Shore's fresh comedy off class. Sandy Shore's comedy <laughs> class. He took Polly's sister's comedy class. He's yeah. the only one I've ever met who like who the came from something. Did I just talk to that took I that I class? I think Jesselneck took it. He, oh, I, Eric Griffin took it. Oh, Eric oh, yeah. Griffin. Maybe Eric that Griffin was took I'm thinking it. of. Eric Griffin took it as yeah. well. Jeselnik took, took, took a comedy. He took Greg Dean's Greg comedy Dean, class. I knew oh, it was here. God. I knew the graduations yeah. were here. Because the graduations were here. And Sebastian did the graduation and it was horrible. Horrible. And then The week Sandy, I had today. <laughs> that was his old opening yeah. line. The I watched the tape I of one of his. So you, you know all this because you've watched yeah. their acts a million times. Yeah. As a doorman. Imagine if she watched him and said... Oh, he's terrible. Get rid of him. Yeah. She saw something in him. No, for sure. And that's... I, I, listen, he, I was... What he, I mean, look what he turned into. He's one of the... One I of was them. awful. Yeah. Uh, there is no reason on earth why I should have gotten past with the set I did. Yeah. And it, but for whatever reason, she liked it. I had like eight seconds up top that was that she thought was funny and I, I, I had to say the word seconds. yeah a strong eight eight seconds. great eight no one could beat me in eight no, seconds no words were spoken it was just yeah. me acting like an asshole I still kind of do it sometimes where it's just me acting like people are really excited to see me and sure. they're clearly not sure right, like a wrestler yeah, yeah. I love that yeah yeah yeah. And so yeah, then, yeah, yeah. oh yeah you were funny at the top you gotta you gotta do more stage time I'm like <laughs> okay cool thanks and then I wanted to bail out she's like where are you from I'm like god she's asked me too many questions yeah <laughs> I'm not even listening to but you at all. She loves Midwestern comics. She yeah. thinks the best comic. I think she's from Wisconsin or something, right? Yeah. So she thinks best comics. Is that where Mitzi's from? from? 
Wisconsin. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So she loves that. That's Wisconsin. where it is. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, it was, uh, she passed me, and then she gave me a spot like a week later, and I, I, I probably had four minutes of material <laughs> sure. that did sure. not work that That's well. That's scary. Dave, I was booed off stage. For your first set? <laughs> Yeah, no, it was my third. It was my third set. But, my first set. I was eighteen, and I worked at a movie theater, and I was reading Judy Carter's stand-up comedy, the book. And me and my friend in ten at the movie theater did a two-man set at Winchester's Pub in Baltimore when I was twenty. I tried out for Comic View at this club called Jokes on Us in Laurel. When I was twenty-one. Yeah. It was May tenth, two thousand one. I went up, got booed off, started doing it every week. Nice. Said I can't get any worse. Sure, because <laughs> I was wrong. How can you? <laughs> I was I booed that. off for the classic bit. How many people were there? Like like a thousand, and 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 that's the it really is like a you are truly a comedian. I was it's the only profession where everyone on earth hates you, and you're like, this is it for me. This is it. (laughs) This is is what I'm gonna do. It was so humiliating, and I was like, I gotta do this again. Well, you said it it, from the classic bit. What was the bit? What got? Oh, please don't make me tell it. Oh, please tell it. Please (laughs) just give us a. I was 21. My mom caught me jerking off. Well, she didn't catch me. I jumped out in front of her. Happy Mother's Day, bitch. That was the boo-off joke. Listen. That, hey, don't steal that. That's a classic. That. Look, I was 21. Well, I was new a, to comedy. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I don't know what you are now, but I'm a you pro- yeah. You probably don't listen to the podcast because you seem awesome, but we've discussed some of the stuff we did early on. I was an impressionist, so let's oh, not yeah. ever act Were you like, really an impressionist? Let's not <laughs> Oh, Let's not moment. ever act like it's embarrassing that you did a great jerk off Dude, bit that's on your a mom. Good jerk off. Then my bit. second joke was like, "Have you ever had these people that shit on each other to, for sex? Like, how do you how do you masturbate? You shit on yourself." It was these were the worst jokes <laughs> ever. And then I did a okay. Yoda impression that sounded yes. just like the exact same as my regular voice. Oh, I, I was like, "I'm Yoda," and like it sounds like I did. Like, I did confused. Yoda fucking someone in the ass or something. Is this an impression? Or yeah, no? that was my big close. It was Yoda fucking Mike Tyson in the ass, and both people sounded just like me. <laughs> like no, like Mike don't Tyson. fuck me That's in the ass, right. Yoda. Okay, Mike Tyson, and the crowd was just like <laughs> Mike Tyson. It was awful. It was beyond awful. No, and I wrote no, I, no, it's not. I wrote That's a parenthesis. I won't accept. Yeah, Is I wrote that... a parenthesis. Work on. Work, work on. on. <laughs> Work on the Yoda fucking Mike Tyson in the ass bit. People go up on their first fucking set in front of a person. How did yeah. you go up on your first set in front of a thousand people? I kept putting comedy off, but I was writing in this notebook, and people. I was like, I want to be a comedian. I want to be a comedian. And my friend Corey walked in my apartment one day. All my friends were over, and he's like, Dude, Mike, the college by my house is having this funniest oh, college shit. student. The prize is five hundred dollars. And everybody kind of looked at me like, Put up or shut up. Yeah. So I started drinking around noon, naturally, and smoking weed. Yeah. And I threw up before I went on stage. And uh, I went up, and I was fucking eight. <laughs> and uh, and not much has changed. And then they, the uh, I went out. And I was so fucking scared, and I was just guzzling beer. Yeah, and I was like, oh I, was like I gotta fucking do it. And I was in love with this girl, Megan Warner. She worked, and she was in full the name. Fucking, I like that. Yeah. Full yeah. disclosure. She, she would care. Love she was in the front row, and after she came up, she was like, "You did good." <laughs> she thought I was gonna kill myself. Like no, you did so. You know, you know when you do so bad, people can't even bullshit that yeah. you like. Oh the, no, it was like it was the acoustics of the room. Or the yeah, yeah. They were like the carpet wasn't fresh. Bro, it was bad. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. And I was booed off, and I was like, and then the next every Thursday they had open mic at Winchester's. I wouldn't be able to eat for three days. Oh and I would write God. in my notebook. I thought you had to do new jokes every time. Your whole life you've been at the comedy store, right? Since I was four, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. From Wisconsin. Yeah. 
<laughs> Damn. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But then didn't you work in Westwood as well? Yeah, or is that where you would hang? Cook, yeah. yeah. No, what happened was there is uh, I wanted to get a salt. This is when I was 14 years old. And I wanted to get a saltwater fish tank. Um, okay. Good. Because, naturally. Well, no, because James Bond had saltwater fish. I was obsessed with James Bond films, like obsessed, because he got pussy. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who got more pussy in movies than James Bond? Nobody. Not a lot of people. Period. Like, it was yeah. James Bond, that was it. And James Bond had saltwater, so I thought to myself, <laughs> if I get a big saltwater fish tank with saltwater fish, it the ladies pussy. will follow. It can get some vagina. <laughs> so, I love that that, uh, that was your, so I your desire. My mom, I asked my mom, I'm like, can you get him? She's like, no. She goes, if you want <gasps> it, you have to work for it. So oh. she says, you can be a shorter to cook at the store in Westwood. Wow. So I worked there, and that's where I made my money. And then I eventually got my saltwater fish tank. At 14, you were running 14, the kitchen. Running it, too. With Ed Kinnison, everybody's dude, there. serving like <laughs> two, 300 people. Like these yeah. Mexican dudes, they don't have shit, dude. I put like love into my shit. I made like really good hamburgers. I would like spend time like, like marinating it like in the afternoon and make it great. Oh and my people God, that's would awesome. freak. People would be like, this is really good. Wow. I'm, a, I'm like a really good cook right now. I'm always a really good cook. Crushed. Five minutes? Three minutes? Yeah, what? it was like a five to three minute okay. set. Crushed. Now, Maz Jabrani's supposed to go up. Maz hides. And let's. So they're like, we can't find Maz. We don't know where he is. Fucker. Can we put this new guy up? Brett Ernst. Oh, so right, she's like, right. okay, yeah, put Brett Ernst up. Aww. Brett Showcase, he got picked up that night. So it was Brett, wow. me, Aaron Cater, and Ahmed Ahmed all got picked up on the same night because of Jay Davis's show. That fucking show was great. And the crowds were unbelievable. So that was... So then I'm I sure get a call you're... the next day by Duncan. Mitzi really likes you. She's going to do something. She's only done one other time with, with Roseanne Barr. Your first spot is going to be a main room spot. Wow. So I get my main room spot. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I go and I'm following Charles Fleischer, who's Lucky. doing an hour <laughs> yeah. and a half what? of fake bullshit. Yeah. That's so weird. Oh, what'd you say your name is, Rod? <laughs> Dodd, Cod, Bod, Mod, Sod. That's an actual bit, and that's weird. I remember that. I and I bombed for 15 minutes. Yes! And I thought... You I was can't follow done. Roger Rabbit. Dude, I, I my first main room spot was two weeks after I got passed. And when I got passed, I had about four minutes of terrible <laughs> material. And so I did a, a, a opened a show in the OR that week on like a Thursday and just bombed horribly. And then I brought up Argus. Well, wasn't he great, everybody? <laughs> and so then I got a I got a main room spot the following weekend and I was just like, Okay, this is it. And I went up and I, I'm up there. And I'm just stretching, trying to do anything I can think of, and I'm just eating shit so bad. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm sitting there waiting. I'm just like, God, I'm bombing so bad. This feels like I've been up here forever. And I just keep bombing, and I keep bombing. And then eventually I hear Argus yell from the back, the light's broken. Just get off. <laughs> <laughs> And the light was broken, and so I didn't know. And the sound guy didn't realize that it didn't turn on. Uh, I felt like I was up there for a half hour, and I was up there for like you know 28 minutes. But to have Argus yell, 28 minutes, 28 minutes of just bombing, and the crowd just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, I don't want to leave early, and the light's still not <laughs> yeah. on. You, you, everybody, yeah, you never want to get off stage. Time. Light's I'm doing broken. My time. Get off the stage. <laughs> when a when a comic wasn't it great, everybody? Oh Jesus! <laughs> Look, like I'm have to bring them back. Mitch brings the young pups up, and they just keep getting better. <laughs> what? Do you have any advice you would give to young comics coming up? Aside from don't do it. 
<laughs> Besides, don't do it. If you're gonna do it, you know. Bop, bop, do it right. You know, true that. <laughs> For real. Like, you could cut your comedy journey in half, basically, if you go over your set before you do the set and after you do your set. And, and actually, you know, you know, and, and think about what worked, what didn't. What, what didn't, what didn't, what you could do better. You know, you just get funny fast in half the time. Like comics, we, we, it's kind of designed for us we, where we can be lazy, like a rock band. Yeah. Okay. Like they go in a garage and they practice for hours, for weeks, for months before they ever really Perform do a real people. show. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we, we just take the opportunity and get on stage and say, I did it. Yeah. But, you, but you, if you don't assess like everything, how it went, then you, you might as well some of the times not even have done it. Yeah, that's, that's smart. I, I don't even really think about, and that's something that no one else has mentioned, is right. going over your set afterwards. Right. But I mean, when I started, I was I was so, well, I was terrible as everyone is, right. but right. I, I would like practice my set in my room. That's good. Quietly, so that my roommates wouldn't hear me. What, is he talking to himself? <laughs> but Crowd I like, work in your room. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, Where are you I from? Wish. What do you do? What? What's up with you, Soap? Where are you from? <laughs> hey, hey, dirty shoes. What are you doing over there? Uh, yeah, this was nope. this was pre-crowd work days. And I, you know, all my jokes were, uh, you know, I'm from Kansas and uh, it's crazy because Superman's from there. Ooh, <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, I had terrible jokes. <laughs> no, but it's good but to it's good at- to do it, to go to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, used I to mean, do, when I started, it helped yeah, me a lot. It, helped, yeah. it made it so I was, I guess, just more comfortable trying to tell the jokes then. Because right. open mics in Kansas City is such different than here. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a hundred people at your show. Yeah, I don't. So, so you felt like you were doing good. You would record it and then. Uh, like go, what you're saying is like record yourself go over it before you go on before you go after well, like things like I, like sometimes like when I'm really in a zone I'll go to this coffee shop and write and work on stuff before the show right got it I see what you mean yeah and, and then I do the set and sometimes I record the set and if the times when the recorder said fuck you Ian I know you press play but record, we but playing. we ain't recording tonight mm-hmm. we taking the night off yeah then I one terrible mistake i made in my life i moved to Reseda. okay and it's a decent drive so on the way back to Reseda, i would go over the set in my head ah, you know what i mean like yeah. how who was on before me what mood they left the crowd in if i was intimidated if i wasn't intimidated what was my first thing i said and i just would go through every joke and every moment transition, Smart. And, transition. Yeah. and then and then that would help and then in the middle of it i would come up with a joke sometimes in between right. two jokes i said oh yeah. shit i just got a free joke and, and then <laughs> a free joke oh, yeah and, it's and amazing then, and then sometimes you just make stuff stronger so i did say that wrong you know i could yeah. i used to say it like that or i could say it like this and you, mm-hmm. and you just boom by the time you get home set set better right you know? so true don't be lazy yeah so you're saying don't be lazy and take responsibility for your shit bitches. yeah yeah no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> some people and go then, up and then it, and then also fuck with the internet fuck with the internet you know make instagram videos you know like these things are, are like comics shit on them but why you're wait, right why wait for comedy the comedy industry to be fair to you yeah that's just you know, not gonna happen. it's not gonna happen you know sometimes you see people with specials and you're like that should have been my special you gotta and make it happen you for gotta yourself. make it happen for yourself plus you know when i first first started show business it was a stable molecule like it was something you wanted to attach yourself to, but 
Now, when I look at show business, I'm just watching show business fall apart every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> oh, just shit. people, like, jumping off the... The, 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 the towers the of, the of towers entertainment, yeah, because it's burning and it's but it's a slow burn, yeah, and and the people are still trying to prop it up, yeah. yeah. But this this shit is not stable. And you, you, you should have civilizations, your feet, yeah, starting you should, elsewhere. Yeah, civilizations starting elsewhere. You should have your feet in both worlds, in in show business and outside of show business on the internet, trying to get out there and yeah, do something, get other you know, shit going, and get other shit going. Because if with this thing crumbles and falls apart, you want to still be able to make a living, sure. You know, you know, this is not like joining the machine is not the end all be all anymore. If the machine wants you and asks you to join it, keep doing your own shit, too.